Okay, this segment of the rental property podcast uh, will focus on buying rental property uh, and some considerations that need to be taken account in buying property. Uh, and we'll also go through uh, some of the advantages and disadvantages or pros and cons of uh, having a rental property. Uh, but firstly, uh, you have now established uh, from the introduction uh, that you wish to proceed and uh, purchase or invest in uh, real property. Now, what are some of the pros or advantages uh, of having a rental property? Uh, one of the advantages is the ability to earn income from having tenants live in your property and then they pay you rent at market value. Uh, another, another advantage is uh, capital growth over the long term. Now, in the introduction, uh, I did mention a long term period is usually somewhere between five to 10 years or longer than that. Uh, and again, I mentioned in the introductory uh, session uh, that you, a rental property uh, is like running a marathon having a property is like running a marathon. It's no good sprinting at the start of the marathon and then tiring and not finish. Uh, having a rental property needs uh, all the research, all the brains and all the means and energy to be able to successfully maintain your investment property and uh, allow it to grow over the uh, long term. Now, another advantage of having a rental property is uh, if you have a loan on your investment property, uh, the interest on the loan is tax deductible, provided that you use the loan 100% for the purpose of the investment property. So you can claim the whole amount of the interest that you pay on the loan each year in your tax return. Uh, investing in real property, it may be less risky than shares or units in the stock market uh, because unlike shares or units, uh, your property is real. It can be seen and touched, so it's a physical investment. And uh, you have more equity available uh, when having a uh, investment property. Uh, even though if you may have a debt against it, you still have an asset. Now, the debt against your property won't last forever. Uh, we all know that. Uh, so once a debt is uh, fully paid off, uh, the asset will be yours to own. Now, if you have a loan, uh, we discussed this uh, just before, uh, where you pay interest, especially uh, what we call a negative gearing, where the interest on the loan is greater than your rental income. Uh, this can be a beneficial taxation strategy, uh, especially if your income is very high and you want to uh, strategically uh, reduce and lower your tax liability. Uh, you can go for a negative gearing option uh, where, where you will have a rental loss and you will uh, declare that in your tax return, but the rental loss will reduce your other sources of income and in turn will reduce your tax liability. So there's a number of advantages uh, or pros in having a, a rental property. Now, it's been said that where there's advantages of one thing, uh, there's also disadvantages. And in this case of having a rental property, it is true, there are disadvantages of uh, investing in real estate property. One of your disadvantages is your income from rent usually will not cover. Uh, and if your other sources of income is in a low range, um, it may cause issues in being able to service your loan repayment. So, uh, your income from rent may not be able to cover sufficiently uh, your loan repayments, uh, which includes the interest. 
you need to keep track of the property market. So in one sense, uh, you'll be a slave of the property market. You know, just like anyone who has huge investments in the stock market and invests in shares, uh, they're like a slave to the share market. They follow it day in, day out, all day. They got nothing to do but follow the share market and the movements well. I hope that you won't be in that position, but your mindset will tell you, oh, I need to follow the property market very regularly. And any movements in interest rates uh, will affect your return on your investment uh, and will affect the property value. So if the property market goes down, uh, just like it did at the time of the global financial crisis, for example, uh, and when the COVID pandemic uh, commenced, uh, your investment will go down uh, and your return will likely go down as well. The other disadvantage is unlike shares, you can't sell part of your investment property if you need cash. You need to sell the whole of your investment property and selling an investment property takes a lot of time. Uh, Usually settlement periods take anywhere between two to four months depending on the uh, nature and the amounts that are involved. And so cash won't be available to you until the time where the property settles. Uh, But if you have shares, Uh, you can sell part of your shares in order for quick cash. Now, the other disadvantage, a property is seen as an illiquid asset. So if this is your only investment and your only source of income, what that means is you're relying 100% on your property to generate income for you. Now, that may be uh, uh, that may uh, not be beneficial, uh, especially in the case where there's lengthy periods where there's no tenants. Uh, there are you, where, and when that happens, uh, you will bear the outgoings of the property uh, from day to day. The other disadvantage is there's high entry and exit costs. Uh, so, for example, when you buy a property, uh, you pay a 10% deposit or whatever deposit amount is agreed upon. Uh, and then on settlement, there's stamp duty costs uh, and there's other transfer costs uh, that need to be considered. Uh, and if you sell your residential property, uh, you're likely to pay a commission on the sale and any other settlements uh, costs on sale. Now, I've uh, mentioned previously about periods without tenants. Um, So there may be periods uh, with no tenancy. uh, And so you need to accommodate for lower rent. Now, especially in this uh, time of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, landlords have had to do it uh, quite hard uh, in in, uh, providing rent relief for their tenants. So it means that you may need to uh, reduce the rent for your tenants uh, depending on what their nature and circumstances are. And that means you need to be prepared to cover the entire outgoings of the property. So for example, council and water rates, insurance, uh, all the expenses relating to your rental property. So now that you've weighed out the pros and cons of investing in rental property, you will be in a uh, good position to determine whether this is in fact for you uh, at this time. Now, if you decide it's not for you at this time, it's not the end of the world. Uh, It may just be that it's not the right time yet for you to invest in uh, real property. There will come a time uh, where it will be the right time. Now, let's say you uh, have decided you want to buy some property. Uh, 
and you want uh, some, you know, some general uh, guidelines on buying uh, rental property. Now, I can't give you specific advice, as you know, uh, but I do work in an accounting practice. And if you want, and if you are considering investing in property, uh, send a message to me and I'll be happy to make an appointment with you and sit down with you to discuss your uh, specific needs and requirements. But there's some considerations to take into account when uh, purchasing. You need to do your own research, basically, and you need to do lots and lots of it, especially in areas where there's potential for future growth. You need to be looking at those areas because you might be thinking, oh, well, the property market's uh, going up and up and up and it'll always go up and up. Well, that's not really the case. But there are areas uh, that have a potential for growth. Uh, I'm not mentioning specific areas, but there's something that you need to do research on. Uh, areas with specific uh, areas with growth um, need to be focused on uh, where it's likely that your property will generate you a uh, with a long-term capital growth. So I can't tell you what areas you need to look for. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's something that you have to do on your own. Uh, and uh, it's always been said that you need to buy low and sell high with anything. And that's not true at all. Uh, that is very true in the case with rental property. You need to buy low and sell high in order to generate your uh, maximum return. Uh, now, there's other buying considerations that need to be taken into account. Um, for example, you may require a loan uh, on your uh, investment property, and uh, that may take a little bit of time for the banks and for lenders to uh, settle on your loan and to approve your loan. Uh, you'll need to show them financial details or tax return details, uh, and the banks and lenders need to be satisfied that you'll be able to service a loan uh, in order meaning that you'll need to be able to make uh, repayments on time. Some other considerations that you need to take into account is uh, goods and services tax, uh, GST considerations. Now, if you're buying uh, new residential uh, premises or property, uh, now what we mean by new property is something in within uh, uh, five years old, uh, where the property has been assessed to be anywhere less than five years old. From 1st of July 2018, the ATO has set out guidelines and regulations that GSD withholding amounts need to be paid to the ATO uh, on uh, before prior to settlement of property. Now, I'm not going to give you any advice on that uh, specifically, uh, but please see your accountant or tax agent uh, or a tax lawyer in uh, uh, for them to be able to provide you with more specific advice on this uh, new area. Uh, that the ATO has uh, set out. Uh, so there, that's another type of consideration that you need to uh, look out for. Now, another type of buying consideration is uh, if you're lo looking at buying commercial property. Now, commercial property is uh, classified as non-residential property. Uh, it could be in the form of office spaces or a shop uh, where you want to buy the building and be the landowner, a landlord. Now, 
there's GST considerations that need to be taken into account uh, and also uh, going concern uh, issues. Uh, you need to be registered for GST uh, in order to uh, claim any input GST credits from purchasing the uh, property if GST applies to the purchase. Likewise, if you are selling a commercial property, uh, you will need to be registered for GST uh, if you, um, in order to, if, if the property uh, is subject to GST and if the sale price is subject to GST, uh, you need to remit that back to the ATO. So there are a number of uh, considerations that you need to uh, take into account uh, when buying and or selling uh, any of investment properties. Uh, now, so I trust that this session has been helpful and enlightening for you in uh, uh, looking at some of the pros and cons of uh, investing in r real estate property. Uh, and at the same time, uh, the, the, you need to think about some factors uh, in buying and or selling property. Now, there's always risk factors involved uh, in owning and having a rental property and also in buying property. Uh, now, there's something that you would need to do work on and that you need to uh, be very wary and be uh, aware in your mind. Um, I can't give you all the answers or all the details. Um, that's uh, something that you will need to research on. Now, in the coming uh, uh, podcasts and episodes, um, I'll be taking you through uh, some different types of rental property investments uh, that can generate for you income and growth. Uh, and we'll be looking at uh, what you need to look out for in terms of uh, declaring income to the ATO and what you need, what you can claim as expenses and deductions in your tax return. So stay tuned.